This Week in Agriculture, a production of the Red River Farm Network. With a look at markets, I'm Randy Conan. Well, the grain markets uh, ended the week higher for the most part. The acreage mix is widely unknown, and prevented plant will play a role. Global Commodity Analytics and Consulting President Mike Zuzel says traders are very unsure about those acres. I think the market is really still very nervous uh, post-holiday of what USDA is going to show on crop planting progress. Obviously, the trade is too, because Minnesota at 11% planted on spring wheat versus 85% a year ago. North Dakota at 27% spring wheat versus 93% a year ago. A lot of talk about prevent plant. I've seen another article this morning, and then, you know, there's probably been a half a dozen articles or more written just this past week because of those Monday figures we saw this past week. Farmers in the eastern Corn Belt made good planting progress. Bennett Consulting President Matt Bennett says there are trouble spots, however. You know, some of these guys in Ohio and uh, Michigan, uh, parts of northern Indiana, have really struggled. It seems like some of the areas that have gotten rain just continue to get the rain. Uh, here in Illinois, I'd say that most producers are either done or getting close to being done. Uh, you know, whereas the state has made a lot of progress over the last couple of weeks. Now, again, I will say those that were dry or were wet continued to stay wet. So there is going to be pockets here and there that folks haven't been able to run. Central Illinois, however, does look very good. Right in my part of the world, in central Illinois, I'd say, you know, we're 45 minutes southeast of Decatur, where Farm Progress Show is every other year. We look phenomenal. We're just very fortunate with the rainfall patterns. We haven't had any of those pond-filling rains yet, so we haven't even really had to replant a whole lot, just a few beans here and there where the ground got hard, but the crops look awfully good right now. Progressive Ag Marketing market analyst Brian Strumman said the soybean market was quiet Friday following a pretty strong move earlier in the week. Uh, wet weather in the nor northern plains uh, limiting that planting progress, and that's offering some support. And like you said, when you look at the corn and the, the wheat complex, a pretty good day. And, and uh, Putin basically coming out and saying that, uh, you know, that there wouldn't be any shipments of any Ukraine grain if, if those sanctions weren't dropped. So uh, that gave those uh, markets a shot in the arm today. It's unlikely that grain will get shipped. And uh, and then you look at warm and dry weather in Brazil. You look at the struggles with uh, spring wheat planting in North Dakota, northern Minnesota, along with Canada, and then some dry and hot weather in France offering some additional support to that wheat complex. Farmers across much of the northern plains are past the final planting date for corn. MinStar Bank farm management analyst Kent Tesey says corn farmers have a decision to make. Go ahead and plant the crop with a late planting provision, switch things up, or take prevent plant. Prevent plant payment is 55% of a farmer's crop insurance guarantee. Now we did have very good guarantees uh, because we had a 590 spring price. Uh, so your yield times your spring price times whatever coverage level you had. So that's maybe, uh, again, I mean, depending, especially if you don't have your fertilizer down, uh, may look attractive to some. The other alternative you have out there, of course, would be to switch crop and to plant uh, soybeans or some other crop on those corn acres. Uh, if you do choose to do that, uh, basically you lose your insurance coverage on the corn acres and it switches over to whatever crop you plant. Total April red meat supplies in cold storage up 4% from the previous month and 16% more than last year. Total pounds of beef were up 18% from last year and cold storage of pork supplies up 16% from a year ago. That's a look at markets this week in agriculture. I'm Randy Conan.
When facing stress on the farm or living with a mental health condition, it's common to feel like no one understands. But you are not alone. Farmers just like you have walked in your footsteps and help is available. The American Soybean Association, United Soybean Board, and Soy States encourage you to protect your and your loved one's mental wellness. During this Mental Health Month and throughout the year, soy help resources are available at soygrowers.com. Find out more there and on social media under hashtag soyhelp. Be listening for Crop Watch every Tuesday during Agriculture Today on many of these Red River Farm Network stations. We'll travel a different part of our listening area every Tuesday and report what farmers, crop consultants, extension specialists, and crop experts have to say. Join us each Tuesday at 1237 for Crop Watch. It's a great way to hear about crop and weather conditions all across the Northern Plains. Crop Watch, brought to you by Ag Country Farm Credit Services, Prairie Industries, and BASF, your partner for better dry bean solutions. With a look at this weekend news, I'm Kara Hart on the Red River Farm Network. Just like feed and fertilizer, farm labor costs are going up. Farmers paid workers an average of $17.22 per hour last month. That's up 8% from one year ago. According to the USDA report, 630,000 people were working for farmers in April. That's a 3% increase on job numbers over the last year. The last thing farmers want in a tight planting window is to break down when they're trying to get a crop in the ground, especially when parts can be hard to find. Red River Farm Network's Sierra Doctor has an update on parts availability. In the 32 plus years that Pete's Tractor Salvage has been in operation, parts merchandiser Dave Wangen said he's never seen equipment prices like this before. It's been outrageous and crazy. Wangen says they're still able to get a hold of parts even during a busy planting season. Aberdeen located Myers Tractor Salvage co-owner Paul Meyer says they've talked with farmers who are ordering parts from Canada because inventory is so low. It's going to be a tough, this is going to be a tough year. There's, there's people calling with parts that are no longer available, that can't find, don't have, because they, they're short-changing. They're, they're running inventory on zero, or instead of having 50 pieces on hand, they got five, so they can raise the price. And, uh... They had that opportunity to sell something, the man's there with money and they don't have it. Myers says they've only been able to sell smaller parts that are readily available. The basics of them that are coming in are, are buying just nickel-dime stuff. It's just little uh, cables and, and switches and keys that they don't have. And there's no money in it anyway because the labor is more than the parts are worth. Reporting agriculture's business, I'm Sierra Doctor for the Red River Farm Network. Thanks, Sierra. South Dakota Governor Christy Noem signed an executive order easing restrictions on moving farm equipment during this delayed plan planting season. Over with farm equipment, planters and applicators can move on highways two hours before sunrise and two hours after sunset. Minnesota Governor Tim Walz signed the Agriculture Omnibus Spending Bill into law this week. This law will provide the much-anticipated $18.4 million in drought relief to farmers and ranchers, along with investments in rural broadband. Minnesota livestock farmers and specialty crop producers can apply for up to $7,500 per farm in reimbursement through the Minnesota Department of Agriculture as part of this new agriculture drought relief program. Applications are expected to open up in mid-June, but farmers are encouraged to prepare documents and records for now for the application window. North Dakota Senator John Hoven, along with other senators and representatives from Minnesota and North Dakota, sent a letter to Secretary Vilsack asking him to provide support and certainty to farmers dealing with excessive moisture. The lawmakers want Vilsack to offset any loss in the crop insurance guarantee to producers unable to get crops in the field until after the final planting date. In the letter, lawmakers stress they want USDA to incentivize getting a crop planted. 
USDA is allowing additional flexibility for landowners in the final year of their Conservation Reserve Program contract. Farm Service Agency Administrator Zach Ducheneau said a request must be made in writing through the local FSA office. We're going to allow producers to voluntarily terminate their CRP contract to begin that field preparation with no penalty after the primary nesting season. The primary nesting season ends August 1st in Minnesota, North Dakota, and South Dakota. Four million CRP acres are scheduled to expire this year. North Dakota and South Dakota are ranked fifth and sixth respectively for enrollment in CRP. The United States is working on a new trade deal with 12 Indo-Pacific nations. The countries joining the United States in this Indo-Pacific economic framework include Japan, Australia, India, and the Philippines. With the United States, these countries represent 40 percent of the world's gross domestic product. American Farm Bureau Federation is calling this new Indo-Pacific economic framework a positive step for the United States. According to President Zippy Duvall, the framework will help reduce barriers and help grow American agricultural exports. Speaking of agricultural exports, U.S. ag exports to China have recovered, but not to the levels promised in the phase one trade deal. At the U.S. Meat Export Federation Spring Conference this week, former ambassador to China, Terry Branstad, said it will be difficult to reach a phase two trade deal. The United States is challenging Canada's dairy tariff rate quota system again. This is the second time the United States has gone to a dispute settlement panel over the Canadian dairy policy. That's a look at this week in news. I'm Kara Hart on the Red River Farm Network. Advanced Trading's Tommy Grisafi will join the Red River Farm Network June 2nd, 3rd, and 4th for our verse-person perspective on the current crop situation. When you look at North Dakota when it comes to corn, we typically put in 3 to 4 million acres, and the, and the market's depending on every single one of those acres. The reality of how wet we are, how cold we are, how late the crop's going in, we'll be out trying to figure out, did people plant corn? Did they switch to wheat? Are they moving to edibles? Are they going to plant sunflowers? Follow us on air and online for the Boots on the Ground Tour, June 2nd, 3rd, and 4th on the Red River Farm Network. From Roseau to Aberdeen and Benson to Rugby, we cover agriculture here on the Red River Farm Network. Agriculture is big business, and we cover it that way with markets, market analysis, crop progress reports, USDA crop and supply demand reports, farm policy, and trade issues. We focus on the news that drives the markets. If it affects your bottom line, you'll hear about it here on the Red River Farm Network. Go online to rrfn.com. You'll find news, podcasts, weather, and more. With a look at weather this week in agriculture, I'm Sierra Doctor for the Red River Farm Network. Northern Plains farmers are pushing to get a crop planted ahead of the weekend rains. Situations vary across the region. A few farmers are struggling with sticky mud and others are wishing for more time to let fields dry out after tillage. There have been equipment breakdowns as well, but for the most part, optimism remains as farmers keep things moving. World Weather Incorporated says the eastern Dakotas through Wisconsin and parts of northern Iowa will receive up to three-quarter inches of rain Saturday into Sunday. Temperatures are expected to warm up through Sunday with highs in the 70s and 80s. Final planting dates vary by county, but in general, the final planting date for corn across North Dakota and Minnesota was the 25th. Countryside Insurance Agency agent Jennifer Odison says farmers can still plant corn after the final planting date, but crop insurance coverage will be reduced 1% per day. You get to a point where you're just going to run out of time and they may switch over to another later crop. But they, depending upon what we get for the rain this weekend, will be the deciding factor, I think. Across much of the northern plains, the final planting dates for soybeans and dry beans is June 10th. 
The final planting date for spring wheat varies in the area. Otison is located in the Red River Valley. Depending upon, like, for example, Trail County is May 31st, but like Grand Forks County or going over to Polk County, that's June 5th. So just depending upon the line uh, where you're at. Even if farmers go past the final planting date, Otison says to stay in touch with your local crop insurance agent. Field conditions are not ideal, but farmers in the central Red River Valley are racing the clock to get a crop in the ground. GK Technology agronomist Sarah Lovis says it has been difficult to make a seed bed due to the wet soils. Soil crusting is also commonplace. It's kind of a different thing. I don't know if we've ever really seen it uh, like like that, especially on these Fargo clay soils where, um, I don't know how to describe it, it's just a thick crust. And I think we had a couple of days where we had really high winds. And it wasn't necessarily hot, um, and and yet I just I think for the moisture conditions and the wind and everything that we had, um, it just formed this really thick crust. So there's just some some very unique um, situations that that we're dealing with. Red River Valley Sugar Bee Growers Association President and Hendrum, Minnesota farmer Neil Rockstead says 2022 will be the latest average planting date for sugar beets for American Crystal. You know, we're still optimistic we'll get them in. We are keep looking forward to the warm-up and the temperature and, and hoping we can get in the fields very soon and, and, and get this job done. We're just looking at wet soils all up and down the Red River Valley. Northern Canola Growers Association Executive Director Barry Coleman says North Dakota farmers are focused on getting the crops heated right now and the warmer temperatures this week will help. Planting season, I guess we've got some, uh, a lot of canola going in the southwest part of the state. They're about 30 to 40 percent done right now, but we're at uh, pretty low levels in the, the entire rest of the state. Belfield, North Dakota farmer Jade Kessel grows barley seed. There's been a strong demand for seed this spring, with Anheuser-Busch increasing malting barley acres in the area that can get planted in the state. Being on the seed side, I definitely see it because I'm seeing a lot of guys calling and looking for more seeds. So, yeah, in our area, people are bumping up their, their malting barley acres. Kessel is taking advantage of the decent weather to start planting corn and continue planting with the small grains. That's a look at weather this week in agriculture. Reporting agriculture's business, I'm Sierra Doctor for the Red River Farm Network. Hello, Shane with Irie Insurance. We are proud to announce our Benefits Connect platform. You will have more options with Irie Insurance Benefits Connect. You have choices. Do you know who your group agent is? Do you meet annually to review benefits? Would you like to save money? Would you like more benefits? You have choices. We take a different approach to providing benefits through education, communication, and a personal touch. To find out more about iRe Insurance, go to iReinsurance.com. World Weather Incorporated Senior Meteorologist Drew Lerner is your trusted source for agricultural weather. From the Northern Plains, we will see a little pocket of additional cooling taking place in the northeast corner of North Dakota and northwestern Minnesota. To South America, it looks like Argentina will be dry for a few more days, and Brazil will see scattered showers and thunderstorms benefiting many crop areas. Drew Lerner, only on the Red River Farm Network. We're reporting agriculture's business.